All right, so it's been a while. We haven't <laughs> been on yeah. for a couple of weeks. You know, life's got in the way. Um, but we're back, and we're back with a bang. Top Boys, season three or five. Three or five, depending on how you look at it, yeah. So obviously, you know, you had to explain to me. Top Boys, Summer House, were the originals. I think first season came out on Channel 4 in like 2011. I remember being mm. very young watching them. Um, and then you were saying it got cut you know I don't actually know what happens we should do some, we should we should look it up um, I did hear something about a Drake revival I heard something about Drake being involved um, but we'll look into that as we as we talk about the, the different topics now right we'll make a confession I said off air that we didn't need to do this I only watched this season season three <laughs> from the the remastered top boy let's just call it remastered um, I feel quite unbiased. I quite enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of criticism. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of criticism with the finale specifically. Um, we've got six episodes. The first one was ten. The second one was eight. And now this one was six. So that kind of felt strange. Um, I'm not. I get a bit uncomfortable when TV series do stuff like that. What they get shorter. Well, they get shorter. Do they run out of ideas? Do they not yeah. quite know what to do? Um, now, I particularly enjoyed season three. I was really uncomfortable watching series three because I've just watched five seasons of The Wire and felt like more yeah. depressing murders and stuff like that is probably not what I need right now. Um, but you've got a bit of a difference in opinion on how season three was. And while you are talking about that, I'll have a look at the... Uh, whether Summer House did, was cut. All right. Um, I, I thought this was the weakest season by a long, long way. Um, I think you're right, the fact that we've lost two episodes between each season, you know, 10, 8, 6, um, it does indicate like a drop in quality as well. Um, I think the first season of the revived Top Boy was incredible. I really, really enjoyed it when it came out. Um, it felt longer than 10 hours uh, and that definitely wasn't a bad thing um, Top Boys managed to sort of like stay with the times as well I think because Summer House was in a way grittier than the than the remastered Top Boy um, you, did you see Top, Summer House? did you see the first, the, like first, the original I, two? I saw the first, I believe yes I believe I did watch the first right. two I can't remember the second season as vividly as I remember the first one right, I can't but, really but I didn't watch it. the first but I remember it being really gritty it was a scene with a dog that I just yeah 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 that's first painted. season for sure um yeah <laughs> Summer House was there was something like grimier about it I think I don't know whether that was because it was set in like the early 2000s as opposed to obviously these newer ones being more contemporary um but it's managed to move with the time really well in that like with each season the I don't know it's, it reflects modern London in a quite an, in a relatively accurate way um, the characters are believable the guess is what I mean um, and like the environment is believable the, the way that they speak the tech that they use in like the way that social media becomes relevant and plays a part in the sort of like gang wars and politics of like situations like it's yeah I, I think it's moved with the time times well and like adapted um, but despite that this latest season definitely felt like well it's transparent to me that the writers were trying to wrap it up 
it f- it feels like the uh, the lowest effort of the of the three, and ultimately of the five. Mm. Um, it's the shortest, I think. Can't remember how long Summer House was. Like each season of Summer House was, but only being six episodes, it wasn't enough. They tried to sort of. It felt rushed, I guess is what I'm saying. They tried to get through like quite a lot um, in a very short, small amount of like screen time, um, just to sort of get to the ends. There's a lot that's unexplained, which I'm actually okay with. Like I don't mind that. I think the ending, the way it's ended, is is quite good. But it was like they were sprinting to the finish line. So funnily enough, Summer House um, were actually only four episodes each. No. Yeah. There goes the evidence right there. Four that's fi- crazy. Four fifty-minute episodes, ep- uh, season one. I mean, it definitely feels longer than that. season two. I was pro- uh, it's probably more memorable, I think, um, and it was. Would you kind of for British culture? It was maybe you know two thousand eleven twelve. It was maybe like something that we've not really seen before. Yeah, we were used to the bill, yeah, (laughs) and things like that. Um, And and this was raw. Um, I think it was quite shocking to a lot of people. Shocking, and to be honest, I still think. See, I still think the season we're talking about right now um, was raw and it was humble and. It felt real because it was, you know, it was it was in the streets of London, and it was, it's what this is one of those shows where it's quite close to home for for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you have the, you know, the American shows on Netflix or shows from all around the world, or any fic or any other fictional kind of content, whether it's like Downton Abbey or something like that, when you have something like this where it's real and it's it's raw and it could be around the corner. Um, you know I know we're in Scotland so it's not quite around the corner for us but you know these kind of scheme situations you know happen all over um, unfortunately and and I still think season three was able to to keep that despite it being like so much shorter than the original maybe they're going back to the original format with short with shorter series I don't know well that was the last one you're aware of that that's the finale it's not going further did you get that impression from the show though? Because I didn't. Yeah, hundred percent. I got. And the... then I think the biggest tell is that the two major characters both die. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. But for me, that leaves that leaves uh, who killed Sully. Nah, but that's it's supposed to be. I think it's Jack. It but... is Jack, but it's, yeah. it's supposed to be. A, a, they intentionally left. <laughs> no suspense. We both think it's, it's the Jack, same yeah. character. You know, yeah. I was in a shop this morning, um, and I was uh, I was doing a bit of shopping, and the three shop workers let's say like three young people working in the store were stood like towards the doorway and I heard them talking one of them was like no I don't think it was Jack you know and that's all I heard and I knew what they were talking about straight away so like I guess this this show's obviously had an effect because a lot of people are watching it like it's a hot topic and I just walked over and was like if you're talking about what I think you're talking about like it was definitely Jack (laughs) and like and then kind of got into a debate uh, with these like three people I just you know walked into Um, so yeah I mean (laughs) It's obviously like relevant. Uh, it's obviously popular, um, and that ambiguous ending has obviously kind of annoyed a lot of people. Um, I, I'm happy with it. I like it. And I also don't think it is that ambiguous. I think it's pretty obviously Jack. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'd say it's firmly and like like firmly the end. I don't think you can dispute that because the entirety of Top Boy, even from the season one of Summer House, has revolved around Deshane. Mm-hmm. and his relationship with Sully. with Sully those two characters are top boy and there are lots of peripheral characters or other storylines that are just as important but 
if you take Deshane and Sully away, like that's the spine. Mm. That's everything that holds it together. Like the story has been following them. Um, and this is their complete story. Mm. Like this is the end. So I don't think... I think well, what I can yeah. appreciate is there's no build of characters from of younger characters from within this series that you could see as a changing of the guard in a sense. Mm. Um, like everyone in that last episode who maybe had a main role kind of died, you know, or, or had a, had a role that was, you know, not, not kind of main character level, but kind of, you know, supporting actors kind of thing. A lot of them kind of died. I don't mean there's Sai and his crew, but they weren't really focused on that much. Um, mm. I mean, but there's Jack and the Steph. Maybe there's something in there that that creates a spin-off of some some sort. I don't think so at all. Um, I think that's how I, that's that's how it kind of left for me. But yeah, yeah, but I think that may be because, like, respectfully, I think that may be because you've not seen the earlier seasons. Um, so I think Jack, both Jack and Steph's characters have come to a very nice rounded off ending in the end of season three. Hmm. Um, I've got some criticism about maybe the way Jack's character developed. Um, but Steph's, I think like, you know, when he puts the gun down, the, the entirety of Top Boy from the mm. beginning, and I mean the remastered ones, from the beginning of season one mm. has been gearing up for Steph. I'm sorry to have trying that, to kill, Yeah, because of course, when the first season of Top Boy remastered versions came out, they introduced Jamie. And Jamie was in a way like the new protagonist. Mm. Um, he was the London Fields guy he was the main opposition for Deshane and Sully's gang um, and his rise is is really cool like it's really uh, engaging it's a really exciting story and he has a kind of internal battle uh, within his own gang with Modi who's played by Dave um, in season one and it's, and it's honestly it's an incredible season that mm. first season of Top Boy was the most uh, gripping for me it was the one that like got me the most mm. for sure um, and the battle between Jamie's gang and, some, and Summer House is like it's fierce and intense mm. and the whole the whole season is is genuinely like really really tense yeah um, season two rolls around uh, Jamie, obviously Jamie loses to Summer House yeah uh, and that obviously kind of like splits you as well as a viewer because as Top Boy does well across the board with lots of characters, you never really know where you sit in terms of your own allegiances. Um, so when Jamie ends up in prison and Deshane comes out on top, you think, you know, it's bittersweet all the time because you like both. Yeah. You, like Deshane is often painted as the villain, but you're still rooting for him as the protagonist. Uh, so it, it grips you well with those kind of techniques. But season two ends with, um, having, with, Jamie having come out of prison and forming an alliance with Summer House, Sully then switching on that and yeah. murdering Jamie. Yeah. Which was a huge twist. Yeah. Like a huge, like Omar Little level, yeah. like death coming coming out of nowhere right at the end of the season. Because um, he was. It's interesting because they recap that at the very start of season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so I, you know, I saw the look that Sully gave yeah. Steph and, and, you know, that really. That probably gave them a really good foundation to have a good season three, but yeah, you know. I think so. and I think Steph, you know, come in the full circle in a way from like integrating himself into that street life and taking after his brother to then you're not worth it and not killing Sully and lowering the gun in the end and walking away from it all. Mm. Like that Steph's character rounded off perfect. Mm. I've heard some, you know, the 
the um, ambiguity about who killed Sully in the end, the reason I'm so sure it's Jack is because literally who else can it be? Because the other the other argument is... Ops. Well, just generically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the the other argument is is um Steph. Yeah. And I think that's if you're gonna say it's Steph, you've completely misread the the entire, that entire last scene. Yeah. Like the entire point. Or I mean if the writers are intending to make you think that, they've shot themselves in the foot by just like gutting the meaning in yes. that scene where uh, Steph Yeah, That's the a gun. good point. Because I because I've because my first sort of reaction was what Steph changed his mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, nah, no, yeah. that's that would make sense. And then you know you think back to Jack's scene where she realizes what her actions have caused happened to Kieran, who you know she fought so hard to not get deported to yeah. Rwanda, which is poor timing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and th- and then yeah, so so it makes so much sense. For it to, to be her in the end, um, but why? What what's your issue with a character development? It's quite Daenerys Targaryen. Oh yeah, that's what you mean. Um, my issue with Jack's character development is that she switches on a dime in yeah. this last season, yeah. and Jack from the start of the remastered season one is like the most hardline character. Um, now is I, that not what happens if something that tragic happens? Yeah, to you, I don't think it's unbelievable. It's not that. Cause, <laughs> A huge um, part of season one, towards the end, is that um, Jack's sister, Lauren, who dies in, in season three, yeah, um, she is dating a scouser. No, that's season two. Oh, that's season two. In season yeah. one, uh, she's dating like an op of Sully's. Right. Uh, he's, she's dating a member of uh, Jamie's gang. Right. Okay. And it's not really revealed. Like that connection is, is you know, you, you don't know that at all. Lauren doesn't really feature having any screen time. But Jamie seems to know stuff about Deshane all the time. And towards the end of the season, it's revealed that Lauren has been telling her boyfriend stuff that, like, she's heard Jack say on the phone and stuff. So that's the leak. And obviously, like, they, you know, a lot of season one, um, a lot of the intrigue is like, who's the leak? Where, where's, you know, how is this information get to Jamie? And of course, ultimately, it's, it's Lauren. And she's not connected. She's not in the gang. She's just Jack's sister. Um, and Jack has to tell. Deshane, I mean, she beats Lauren up pretty badly, sends her on away, says, you know, you can't live there anymore. But then she has to go to Deshane and say, Lauren's the snitch. And that's a, obviously like a really pivotal moment in her character because, or, or just a horrible situation for anyone to be in as well, where she's got to tell her boss, you know, her like, the, res- the respect, like full authority figure in her life, in her role as a drug dealer, I guess. <laughs> like, it was my sister. And then ask for for fear like forgiveness, you know, because the Shane's got a killer. He's got to kill Lauren, and but Jack still, you know, goes to the Shane and says, "It was my sister." You know, rats her out to him, but then refuses to tell the Shane where she is, and the Shane, eventually, through some persuasion from Shelley, Lil Sims's character, um, decides not to tell Sully that Lauren was the leak, because. The actual the sorry, what I've missed there is that the um the ramifications of the leak is that Sully almost gets killed. Mm. So Sully is is painted again as the as the sort of like the violent one and Deshane is the more rational businessman guy. Um you can compare them, I think, to um so, uh, to Avon and Avon Barksdale and String of Bell. Yeah. Um but yeah, so 
you know, they use the Jack and Lauren thing, and that's in season one, to put to show Jack as incredibly hardline. Like, you know, mm. she'll write out her sister to, to only to an extent, but still stand up to Deshane. Like, she's one of the toughest characters, and she's one of the most set in her ways. She's one of the most stubbornly violent and pro the game of dealing drugs and being in the street like that. She's a street soldier, like, through and through. So it did feel, while the actual circumstances of her change of heart are believable, it felt rushed, I think, mm, as a It needed more time. It needed more time. And season the writers of season one, Top Boy, would have given this ten episodes. Because doing it over ten, doing it slowly, it would have been far more believable. Because I get that, you know, Kieran's death is the final nail in the coffin for her, and she's got to kill Sully. I get that, and, you know, like... But the, going from literally like the most hardline soldier to oh my sister's dead so now I'm gonna rob Deshane and Sully it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it it was too rushed. It was too. Quick. Even for me, it felt a bit. You know, I, I obviously overlooked it because I'm I'm less knowing regarding this series. But even for me, when Kieran told her about Highbury House, and then ten minutes later she's there with the bal- balaclava on. And she's taken everything. I, I just found it. I, I did find that a bit strange myself, but I think I let it go. And obviously, if you're a if you're a season three or five veteran, you'd probably be less less keen to let it go. Yeah. Um, what about the Irish? That's the, my other the, major major criticism, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So these guys. So the young guys in I've seen them from Banshees of what's his name? He's a huge actor Sharon. at the moment. Doing like doing bits, and uh, the other we saw the other one as the um, insurance payer in, payout. Um, Bad, Bad sisters. sisters. I yeah. knew I recognised him from somewhere. Yeah. But I couldn't place him. Um, so so again, that was that was a bit dropped in and out. That one completely. That could have been a, a whole season. A whole season. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that your criticism of it, or is it is there... exactly my criticism? On worse is that. Worst to me is that um, they did this with Modi, Dave's character. Dave smashed it as an actor. Like I didn't really think, I you know that he had this, that capability, but like Dave as an actor was unbelievable. Yeah, he killed that role as Mo- as Modi. He was one of the most interesting villains. He was one of the best villains in Top Boy so far. I'd go as far to say he probably was the best. Wow, um, he was sick. Like he was a really good character, really believable. And they killed him off too early. Now, in fairness to them, like the storyline that resulted in Modi's death was completely believable, and it, they did do really well in sort of like portraying him as so reckless it was bound to happen. Like, there's not there's not really another way of ending a story. So I'm not mad at it if it had been on his on its own. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, "Oh, they they've killed the like the best villain off too soon. They should have let it go on for longer." And I and I kind of see their point, but the storyline made sense. However, they've done it again here, where they've introduced a really intriguing, powerful villain and then killed him off way too early. And this time, it doesn't make sense. This time, I don't know why they've done it at all. Why introduce the Irish at all? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I get it. There's got to be something there. But, like, they were, they were bought in as this really threatening new firm that have taken on the Moroccans and, like, left heads in, in the truck and all that kind of thing. And, like... and the uh, uh what's his name i don't want to butcher his name barry yeah i know it's barry Keown. i was gonna say barry shall we i probably don't have any idea keegan barry keegan 
Yeah. Barry Keegan, right. Um, he, um, I mean, he's brilliant, you know? Yeah. Like, he's such a good role. It's such a good role. He's such an exciting villain. Um, like, the threat was really there. Yeah. The care home thing was quite an interesting spin as well as a stash house. and Yeah. Yeah, that was cl- yeah, clever. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a, and there's lots of that in Top Boy where they, they introduce a kind of like concept like that like this is where they're hiding the drugs and it's, it's never something that you would never expect but something that probably does go on um, but yeah then I mean you know there's that really exciting well shot shootout scene mm. and then all the Irish just get popped and that's it move on yeah <laughs> it was like why is that even and there's no ramification from it some might say maybe it was the Irish that hit back at Sully at the end but I, don't, I think it was Jack <laughs> that, that'd be a very yeah that'd be a very far reach wouldn't it because yeah. um, it almost seemed seemed as though the Irish were the top top guys yeah well they obviously are they've obviously you know and you know when they're in the when they when Sully and his guys sneak into the um, stables mm-hmm. and in comes Barry Keegan's character we're like 10 guys with him or we're like ARs and that and they're obviously like a force and then they all get killed in the and three of them get killed in the care home and there's absolutely no retaliation at all yeah like no no one seems to care yeah yeah like nothing happens like there's no war started with the Irish over that it's just yeah. that's it yeah and as you pick it apart it slowly becomes a little bit more disappointing as yeah. you go on yeah um so I found out the Drake connection um so so it had been cut um Drake had posted a photo in 2014 of, of Ashley Walters' character, Deshane. And then Ashley Walters um, facilitated a conversation between Drake and the show's creator. Um, and then basically through Drake's influence, the show was, was recreated. Mm. Um, and obviously basically became just an ambassador for the show for free it seems Um, and with you know with his following he could probably get get people to watch anything really I did hear something about him liking it because the uh, the I don't know lifestyle of um, gangs on the streets of London reminded him of a similar thing in Toronto apparently there's a similarity between the two cities in terms of the like immigrant population and I don't know I don't know what else <laughs> yeah uh, but he talks about the similarities yeah. um, I only heard about it I, I mean he's big a, on this culture he's big on the the British culture like the grime <laughs> scene and, and yeah, he's very big fair. on that he's very big on that culture yeah I mean I, I don't really know why I don't still despite that information I don't really fully understand why Drake got himself involved it's almost like you know you've got that level of power and money and it's like I like that show I don't want it to end (laughs) this doesn't really need more explanation than that does it it'd be interesting to see what he thought of the last season Um, (laughs) yeah let's get Drake on group (laughs) but but the finale that's what we all really want (laughs) (laughs) Um, the finale so obviously so I saw a lot of of criticism for the finale you thought was so you were fine with the car scene but Mm. at the start of episode 6 I was like okay there's three stories to tie up here you've got what's Steph going to do you've got what's going to happen to Jack and you've got the Ashley Walters situation sorry the DeShane situation with you know the Fed's going to catch him and and it all kind of it was very fast paced everything seemed to spiral very quickly for every character Um, and 
you know, it was it was really really chaotic. You know, Deshane, you know, just killing the young guy, the young guy that, that was trying to find the gun and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Damn, yeah. Just because he was on the run and he was yeah. desperate and. And the scene, I think you got to talk about the final scene between Deshane and, and so Sully. Over the gate. Over the, the gate, yeah. Um, I mean, that was really, really like... That was huge. Powerful, you know, yeah. where it all started with them two. Mm. And, and Sully, this realisation for Sully that, you know, he's effectively ended it all. Mm. Um, and Deshane probably trying to make him feel a little bit guilty for that as, 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 he, was, as he was bleeding out. Um, well done that scene I thought yeah no I thought that was brilliant um, I thought that was brilliant that was on par with like the level of writing throughout Top Boy mm-hmm. that yeah like that did justice to it um, and ended it well for sure well let's go back to the start of the episode and also let's talk about um, let's talk about you you season 4 the main character from you, Joe Goldberg. Goldberg. What's he? What's his real name? Oh, um, Pen Pen Badgley. Pen Badgley um, criticised Netflix for glorifying serial killers. Do we think Top Boy does a good enough job at putting young people off the, this kind of way of life? I. Before you answer, I mean, I think that it, it, it looked bleak enough. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's it's. I I was actually watching this thinking, you know, what what a really tough situation that all of these guys are in, and, and Steph specifically. You know, the despair that he had, you know, because of losing his brother to, mm. um, to the game. Let's say. You know, you, I feel like that really came through on screen, and you know. By the way, like shout out, he's what a performance. We um, talked about him um, last. Was it last? It wasn't last week, of course. But was it last episode that we talked about um, Heartstopper? One before that. Yeah, one before that. Yeah, yeah. He was in that. I've completely forgotten. The actor's oh name. yeah, he's the bully. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, what a performance. Steph's character from the start has been incredible. And we've seen him grow up on, yeah. on this as well, which is cool. But he's in a lot of characters. Um, yeah, the glorification of this culture um, does Top Boy enough to put people off this kind of way of life. Um, you know, it's it's endorsed by Drake. You know, well, yeah. the show's endorsed by Drake. Yeah. Um, you know, we we the the music scene right now in the UK, like you know, um, drills popped off, Grimes popped off in America. It's it's mm. kind of the same, and this show's come out at a very you know key time. F- key time it's been a really good year for for that kind of music and culture and, and stuff like that and I just wonder what what role does Top Boy have in all yeah. of this really well at the beginning of uh, this conversation you alluded to um, this being like a bit shocking to some viewers when it first came on screens or like when Summerhouse did for example because unlike a lot of shows like you know as you said Downton Abbey or whatever whatever else we've talked about um on on this podcast like this isn't escapism Mm. in the way that Downton Abbey might be because it represents reality for a lot of people Um, and for a lot of other people watching this that maybe like don't live that reality there's a a morbid fascination with that way of life and that and the fact that I think people live like that 
in this country and that culture and that lifestyle exists here and is so prevalent um and with that fascination i, I think comes a glorification mm. um i think that, that the writers and that the actors would say that the intention of top boy is to is not to glorify it but i think it does um, there's something in the relationship between Steph and Mandy's daughter where you know she meets him in the club um, he gets Jamie's chain nicked off him yeah then they you know they jump the Somalians at the petrol station and she sees um, you know Steph go back with a baseball bat and, yeah. and, and hit one of the Somalians a few times and you know it's really aggressive and you know and then their relationship flourishes from that point. She, yeah, she, yeah, she becomes yeah, yeah. an admirer of him. She wants him to be her gangster. And I feel like that was, that right there was, there, there was some, glor- there was some real, t- you know, real glorification in there. Like, yeah. you could romanticize with, with gangsters. Like, I feel like there was some kind of, me- not purposeful message, but it definitely came across that it made gangsters look romantic. And, um, and lustful yeah I mean I think there's probably some truth in that um, thinking about it, a lot of the female relationship or female characters you know the, the relationships of the protagonists are aware of what they're doing so Little Sims for example is completely aware of what and who Duchesne is and accepts it mm. um, the same can be said of Jack's partner who, whose name I, I don't think I've ever known um, Bex. She's, Bex she's aware of what Jack does but completely accepts her for it um, I think I don't think that that necessarily um, indicates a glorification of gangsterism though because I think ultimately like the, the those characters also have grown up in that society and in that world and understand that these people are only like, doing what they have to do Um I guess they're desensitized to it to an extent as well, having grown up in it. Um, but I do think that ultimately, like it as a show, like you know, the, and I, I don't, I can't really put my finger on what it is specifically well, about it. But it's like the, the sum of all of its parts Sully, is a glorification. Sully, one of Sully's last lines is, "Where we are, where we come from, you're a monster or you're food." Yeah, I was never going to be food. Mm close enough <laughs> yeah um, go on what was it well, it's, you can't get it wrong now <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, you're even, we're either monsters or food and I could never be food yeah but what, why are you bring it up well that's that's it isn't it, it that's, well yeah that's, that's, that's the glorification be... there that's is it you're either you're either a gangster and you're tall up yeah. or you get fed to the you know or you let life in the projects eat you up but I think that's their attempt to do the opposite that, I think that's, that line is like the conclusion to the statement Top Boy is making which is that it's the environment it's you know it's it's, it's the fact that these places places like Summer House well, I mean obviously Summer House itself is fictional but estates like that in London exist estates like that in Manchester or Glasgow or anywhere, yeah. any other city Nottingham they exist and so the way that people you know like when people grow up in those environments like they, they're forced into these situations mm. and I think that's Top Boy's underlying point but the show as an, as an entity 
doesn't necessarily achieve anything. I, I, I think it, I think it accidentally glorifies mm. this lifestyle in the same way that we've talked about before in war movies. Often the intention is to portray the horror of of war, but actually ultimately ends up glorifying war. Yeah, and you can see a direct correlation. You can see proof in that in the correlation between the movie's release date and yeah. sign-ups for the armed forces. Um, now, I guess it'd be a much harder thing to study here, like, you know, how many people start shot in food <laughs> like post-Top Boys release. But there definitely is a, a glorification of, of this lifestyle, I think. And for people, that have, especially for people that have never lived it, and it's, it, it appears glamorous and cool. Mm. The power, the... Uh, that, like the the street respect the money like it's it's cool you know like or that's I think what it comes across as um, I'd contrast it against the wire oh definitely in which you know the wire does the same thing you have you, it follows the street beefs between like these drug dealing gangs and all of that and but you could never say the wire glorifies anything it's so analytical. It looks at it from so many different angles and through so many different lenses. Yeah, it paints the entire picture, whereas Top Boy is like an adrenaline jump. Yeah, you know, adrenaline dump is what I was looking for there. Like, it's like a it's like a roller coaster of like, this is what gang life in London's like, and I don't think it's all the way realistic. Like, obviously, it's slightly over you know like the the amount I mean the amount of connects that these guys go through in the three seasons is crazy yeah. <laughs> it's like the Irish the Moroccans the yeah. whoever else like the Turks in the first season um, yeah I, what bottom line this is accidentally glorifying gang culture but that's not supposed I mean that's a criticism but that's I'm not saying that stuff like this should be should not be made yeah. because ultimately Top Boy start to finish was insanely entertaining really well produced yeah. really well acted it was yeah. sick I loved it it was horrible but it was sick yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. what about the police the defund the police angle <laughs> I mean the, the police car hitting that girl oh was my god awful. I forgot about that actually <laughs> that was at, it was like <laughs> Okay, you've got enough going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact um, that it's just glossed over as well, you know, like it happens. The paramedics get there, and then it's just straight back to the shame running around, letting off shots in the crowd. Like, well, yeah, and but it creates the big riot. The the actual, you know, mm. and, and it's like police killed, and and again, there's there's something, you know, you don't need a Top Boy series. There's a series there as well. You know, the whole deportation stuff, the collection stuff, like. That, that there's another there's another spin there's another angle there like the ramifications of some something so tragic happening um you know that that was really harrowing and that could you know that could be played out over over hours and hours of you know content well, the, the ramifications so, yeah. of of um a collections officer trying to do his job ending up in a girl on the street duck Dying yeah. from from a police car and massive riots ensuing. Like yeah. that's there's the the the, un, the unfolding of of that situation was was so intriguing and and I guess you know in a, in another you know in another series that that maybe gets explored and 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 that kind of happened in the the wire a little bit. You remember when um, the young boy gets his oh in the first he, season yeah. Gets, um, yeah, oh, what's yeah. he called? I can't remember. I know what you mean. 
Um, um, Prespaluski takes his eye. Oh, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I thought it was a bit of takes his eye out. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of parallels between the Top Boy and the Wire. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and and the, the the influence just had to be it had to be there. The influence. Well, oh yeah, but the, I think the Wire has influenced every TV series or movie that is about this topic that's yeah. come after it. It is the the, the, the pinnacle. One. It's the pinnacle, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Fifty Cent basically tried to recreate it with Power. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't. Well, especially the the latest seasons, like the spin-off one, like the um, Young Kanan, mm. whatever that season was. Like he was trying to make power again. Hundred. Uh, sorry, he was trying to make the wire again. Like he was casting actors from the wire throughout. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we uh, start a podcast on Top Boy and we end talk about the wire. <laughs> Definitely. We, all, we always end up talking about de- the wire. <laughs> if you haven't seen the wire, just watch it <laughs> commit to it um, mm. so you've got one more yeah I'll give the I'll give Top Boy's Flowers one more time um, what I do like about it is that um, it does that thing that Sex Education does where like every peripheral character is explored later on so people do grow up on screen mm. um, an example of this is um, Kieran who in the early seasons is like you know just a, a street soldier like a low-key shotter mates with Jack but doesn't really get that much screen time he's kind of a peripheral character and of course in this one he's brought to the forefront and is a, a crucial piece in the plot of like Jack's Volta and you know uh, Jack turning on Sully um, and also of course is like the the, the character that uh the uh, eviction is based around, uh, or sorry, the deportation is is based around. That is, of course, the uh, the catalyst for the riots mm. before the girl gets hit by a car, obviously. Um, and this happens quite a bit. I think it's really cool. You see, like the younger, the younger people. You know, so like in the early seasons, you know, the two that are riding around on um on the on the scooters. Yeah. So in the early season, that was um, Kieran. You know what I mean? Like he's that. Yeah. He gets, he's, he's he feels that role. Yeah. He just sort of kind of comes in and out of scenes. Yeah, it's but the he's progression. Not actually, the progression. Progression. That's that's around the yeah. main story still continues. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't do it. I'm gonna bring up the wire again, but it doesn't do it anywhere near as subtly as the wire because the wire just lets you have to work it out. It gives you the absolute bare minimum. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it its flowers for that. That does happen time and time again, and the characters do develop over the seasons. I mean, especially Deshane and Sully, but of course Jack as well, who's brought in in the remaster. Um, lots of characters. Um, I liked that they brought Jem back um, in the first season of the remastered from Summer House. But unfortunately, this, this uh, praise is a double-edged sword because just as often as they develop a character, they completely drop one out entirely this happened with Ronell between Summer House and the remaster everyone's been saying for time where's Ronell is he coming back there's fan theories about Ronell actually being Modi and all that kind of stuff obviously it's not true um, they just dropped him from the plot yeah. it's that simple his, his mother disappeared as well who was equally as important yeah. it makes sense that they would have left London after what they go through in Summer House but you know, you know like it's a shame because where that character could have gone would have been interesting I yeah think. this is the same quite a lot at the end of Summer House it ends with the kid getting thrown off the balcony which is pretty horrible 
and there's no and, and Deshane just flees to Jamaica well you don't know he just flees to Jamaica at the time he just flees and then obviously see, uh, the remaster starts with him in Jamaica coming back to London um, but they've done it really badly between season 2 and 3 of the remastered Aaron Jamie's other brother, brother yeah, yeah. and, uh, and, and um, Steph's older brother disappeared often yeah. leads I guess he had a whole thing with his girlfriend in the first two seasons she's gone as well um, who else is being completely oh um, I mean I know she's not that relevant but Tish Shelley's child has no screen time whatsoever it's just referred to and basically what I'm saying is that happens quite a bit yeah. Lizzie herself yeah. the, the plug from season one and two disappeared yeah, it's yeah just she was just Jeffrey. Lizzie and Lyth yeah, 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 just yeah, went yeah. After they're just bit. referred to I mean Lyth only got one scene mm. um, there was so much that wasn't tied up it, I guess what I'm ultimately coming back to is this was rushed Mm. this really was rushed if you talk like we've you know harken back all the way to the beginning of this year when we talked about Happy Valley um, we said that that might have been a rushed ending but this truly was what was it has it been made for someone that's not watched it before and just is getting involved with the hype because you've got the recap at the mm. very start of episode one that I watched yeah and and, and off air I said this to you I don't really feel like I missed much you missed and loads, I've missed though. loads but like I was happy with the, this season the way it was yeah but I think I think you're in the minority I don't think many people start watching something show oh no no and yeah just, and course. just watch the last of season course. and think oh that'll do that was good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. maybe that's where TV's going you get you just pick up a series you don't need to go back to the start because that that you could the story's t- solid enough for you to just enjoy the bits you do watch I'm worried. I think it yeah. could, I think things could go that way. Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't think that the writers at Top Boy would would appreciate that description. Well, do you know what I mean? I don't think that was their intention at all. And I do. I, I'll make this point again. Like modern storytelling, like on on the screen. I mean, it should be the same as a book. Hmm. You know, and, and it is. It, it like that's what they're trying to do. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. It's a lot more accessible. But you know, I don't want a book that I could pick up, read three random chapters, and be like, okay, I think I've, I think I've taken <laughs> I've enough it. away from this. <laughs> like you know, like you, you you want the complete piece of art, don't you? Um, and I think what try telling succession that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that was a shot, by the way. But I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, of course, there's a lot. There's lots of shows that do the, have the opposite problem, where like there's way too much. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sh- agreeing with you and shooting a succession there, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, I think bottom line is Top Boy was great, but this last season was a rush to the finish line. It was like get this done, get it over with, leave it on a powerful and ambiguous ending, move on. And it's Jack that killed Sully. You can tell by the walk. <laughs> We're going to make a bet that I reckon there's a spin-off coming. <laughs> you know, that's fair, actually. I can see a spin-off happening. I can see a spin-off. But then it goes down the power route where it just doesn't end. You know, like, they, they'll do a spin-off based around, what, like, you know, Jack's spin-off and she'll move to Manchester or something and she'll start a new drug ring. But then she can't because she she's turned away from drugs or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, hypothetically, if she was to do that and then it's like, okay, how long until another major character is brought back? You know? And then it'll be... Well, it can only be Steph because thinking about it, they're the only two still alive. <laughs> Unless they do bring Renault back. Unless they brought Renault back, yeah. I reckon spin-off. You know, Erin. You might not have picked up on this, but you know Erin, um, Steph's girlfriend. 
Mm-hmm. Her father being killed by Sully. She tells him about it. Yeah, that's, that's Driss. Yeah, and Driss is a ma- is a major player in the Summerfield like gang, he's, and he's like almost the third in the Deshane Sully like relationship. There's almost three of them. There's Deshane Sully and Driz for the first for Summerhouse, and Driz is a teenager. And then in the latest season, or sorry, in the remaster, when um, Deshane comes back from Jamaica, he links up with Driz like first, and he's much older, and he's got a, he's got a child and all of that. Um, and Driz's betrayal and Sully's like killing of him is the finale of the first season, and it's a huge that's a huge thing as well. So again, I guess that that speaks to like what Top Boy does well, doing the whole like character progression and bringing mm. things from previous seasons, but. Um, yeah that's a that's a tangent I guess I'm just telling you because it's another thing you've missed <laughs> but I appreciated that for sure I thought that was cool um, but again rushed ending it's all that's all it's all going that way rushed endings mm. Happy Valley Top Boy it has felt like a theme you, this year hasn't it I feel like you was a rushed ending yeah we've been off the pace so another episode coming on Monday stay tuned <laughs>